Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Wednesday, August 3rd in the year 2022. And this channel is still based on God and two genders, because there's no other than two genders, and still the understanding that we're being run by a clown show and a hand puppetry that's unmatched in the history of humankind. So I guess we're going to enjoy the show. Patriots, make sure that you are maintaining the strength in your health and immune system. And to do that, we have Expedition Coffee. And Expedition Coffee is an energy health coffee. It's unique. It's been designed to boost your performance, increase your mental clarity, help boost your strength of your immune system, and boost your levels of serotonin, all of which are critical in maintaining a positive and healthy outlook during the day. Now, the unique thing about Expedition Coffee is it's, it has a tremendous boost. You can have it once a day, and it really does carry you for most of the day. But it also goes along with some other great products that help, again, build a full health immune armor. Those, some of those include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Also, Immune XP, which is immune booster based on pinecone extract. And there's a product called Earth, which is a full-body nutrient powder. You mix it with with water, drink it like a shake. It gives you all the base nutrients your body needs for the whole day. But then there's some new products that are worth really looking at. One of those is Mitotherm. I've been using Mitotherm now as part of my workouts, which is fantastic. It helps the body more efficiently process fat in your body. It's fantastic. It's a great addition to the whole health system. And we also have Pretrition, which is another great product which helps rebuild you at a cellular level. All of these things designed to reset your body in its strength and its full capability and a powerful immune system in a world that's trying to constantly degrade it. One other product worth taking a look at is Surge, which is a energy booster with high levels of vitamin C and amino acids. You can use that as a pre-workout and post-workout. Gives you that boost of energy you need all day long. So all of these products work together, and there's others. You can check that out at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. You'll be very satisfied with them all. It really puts your health on the focal, focal point, increases your body performance, keeps you healthy and your immune system strong in the midst of a really crazy time. So again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Well, Patriots, I'm sure that you're not surprised to hear that we are in another crazy day. In fact, I think crazy enough that we're just going to start out with this short 20-second piece. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Oh, yeah. I don't like my frogs turning gay either, just so I say it. <laughs> and speaking of Alex Jones, I don't know if you've heard, but he's in all sorts of problems. And I'm, and you're, we were looking for the false flag event to keep your eyes away from currency implosion, shortages of food, the increasing of inflation, and the rising threat of war in Ch- Taiwan. Well, we found it. It's the Sandy Hook trial, the civil trial against Alex Jones. And I'm just I'm not even going to comment on it. I'm just going to tell you I'm just going to say this both to Alex Jones and to the families that are involved, shame on you all. 
Shame on every one of you. I hope you find Jesus. I hope you repent. And I hope you knock this crap off. Because this is all about a game. Each one wanting to earn some money, do vindication, have justice, have vengeance, whatever. Leverage an audience, gain, gain position. I don't know. But shame on you all. In this time and, and, and day, let it be. If you can't figure out what Sandy Hook is or isn't, stay in the matrix, please. It's just ridiculous. But along those lines, we do have, we do absolutely have something crazy going on here in down in Texas. If you remember in, when the Biden camp ran their bus on down the freeway and a Trump supporters came in waving Trump flags and the Biden administration and the Biden campaign claimed that they endangered their lives. All this garbage. I have no patience for this woke culture. But anyway, I guess you could never figure that out. Take a listen to this. Okay, go. So we're getting sued in federal court under the Ku Klux Klan law of 1871 by Biden administration campaign staffers and Democrat politicians like Wendy Davis in Austin for flying Trump flags next to the Biden bus when it drove through Texas in 2020, if you remember that viral video of the yeah. Trump train. Um, they're saying that our plan Did you was to band together on a public highway like the Ku Klux Klan to suppress black people from voting and that they're traumatized and offended and want to be financially compensated. Um, there's no criminal charges, it's civil. So they're basically saying their feelings are hurt and they want to be financially compensated for our presence driving down a road we pay taxes to drive on, exercising free speech, which should be protected under our First Amendment right. So we've spent about $80,000 trying to get the lawsuit dismissed because it's frivolous and full of lies and holes. Um, and to no avail, we have an Obama-appointed judge at the federal level, and he's denied our motion to dismiss it and ruled it would go to trial. We're two appeals away from the Supreme Court, and we've been quoted about $600,000 for a legal defense fund to get through this process. We've, we've just we've cashed out our 401k savings account. Now we're relying on fundraising. And because conservative media is not telling the story, um, we've come up with our own marketing merchandise to try to get the word out there, kind of have fun in this stressful situation while we raise awareness, um, but also hold the line for free speech. And, and they basically picked on us to make an example out of us, I think, to suppress it, but they picked the wrong ones because we're going to fight harder than ever to exercise it and to defend it. So, you know, our founding fathers and the men and women that died to make this land free and our rights that come from Jesus Christ who died to make us free aren't going to be taken away from a tyrannical government. You know, they're not going to take mine or my kids' rights away. So they picked the wrong stay-at-home mom. We're just going to fight back. And I don't think they expected us to be able to do that. But by the grace of God, we've raised $175,000 in about a year. You know, five, $10, $20, $100 at a time. So we're just going to keep fighting and um, hope for a victory. They'll get a victory and we'll put them in our prayers today. That's good. I mean, look, it, the fact of the matter is that these people are evil. They have no soul. And whatever they are, yeah, I think half of them are possessed by demons anyway anymore. I mean, there's no other way to explain this sudden explosion of the transgender freaks across the world. It's just ridiculous. And it is so immoral. I can't even get to the bottom of that one with one word, but we will try. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. It is time for us to raise some prayers and some serious spiritual warfare. So let's go. Father, we come to you today always blessed with the opportunity to assemble as a fellowship across the globe. Always humbled by all that you give and the gifts that you give, the sight that you've given, and the ears to hear. 
Father, this is truly a dark time. And it's the darkest part of this, I believe, Father, is really that we've arrived at such a point that the easy targets, the leadership, the people that have been pulling so many of the strings has led us to a greater discovery that the real bankruptcy in our culture, in our world, is not the leadership. It's us. Us as humanity, willing to pursue money at any cost, willing to believe the lie instead of pursuing the truth. It's always about convenience and ease. The excitement in the, of the shiny silver object with technology and all of its promises that always lead to the same ends because it's the same people pulling the strings. The naivety or foolishness of people to look at things and not question with clear eyes and to ask truly what is happening and what's going on or I seek accountability. And ultimately, Father, that's one of the great things in this great challenges of humanity is accountability. People want forgiveness, but they don't want forgiveness with accountability. People want peace, but they don't want peace with accountability. People want to see Christ in their lives, but they don't want to accept Christ with accountability. And this is the blasphemy of our age. And it's why we are here. So, Father, today we raise our prayers to begin with, with a decisive shift, for a decisive shift in this world to bring accountability to people's hearts, to stop wandering around like fools and puppets on a string and start looking at who they truly are, be forced to see truly in a mirror who they are, each of us, and make the decision. Are we going to be accountable or are we going to walk that path of frivolous, unaccountable, immoral behavior and pay the price, which is ultimately the lake of fire? Father, these are difficult times for this. These are difficult times that test us, that try us. And we are blessed by the ever-ending, never-ending love that you pour out to us. And I would say equally we're heavy-hearted with the number of people that turn their back on that gift, not realizing the power of love. And sadly, Father, we say love. And if we're talking to anybody influenced by this current culture, the first thoughts that come to their mind are dropping their pants and jumping in bed with somebody. And if we speak of love with this current culture, then they translate that to free choice and being able to murder an unborn child in their womb because they didn't have the will or didn't have the strength to keep it in their pants or keep their legs closed. This is the culture in which we live. Everything is fine for everybody else to do until it becomes an issue of me. And so, Father, we pray for accountability. That we start to realize the consequences of our actions as a culture. The remnant is strong here. We continue to seek to build our strength and build our accountability with you to seek a better and more pure path with you. We understand that we stumble. We seek repentance. But at the same time, Father, we can't move a world without you. And as much as we stand and hold this line, please understand as well, there are times that our timelines, though they are not your timelines, can be very fatiguing. 
We ask for forgiveness for that, for maybe not understanding your greater plan or your greater pace. But we do pray for swift justice. And we do accept that with that, there's consequences and there's burdens to carry. We'll carry those burdens. But we need, more than ever, we need a justice that opens people's hearts and minds and starts to force them into a place of seeing clearly and being accountable. And we'll, we will forgive. We pray for mercy for this nation. We pray for mercy on ourselves because we know that we're imperfect. And we seek that mercy. We don't seek to be justifying ourselves in sin simply because we say we repent and then continue to do the same thing. We seek mercy. And we seek grace from sin. So we pray for both. Mercy for the sins that we've done and grace to guide us away from the sins that we would be tempted to do. And we seek that not only for ourselves, but for the culture, for the country, for the humanity. These are definitely times that try our souls. And they test us and push us to points that maybe we never thought we would be. But that, again, is part of the path, the narrow gate, the never-ending climb to become better, to become more purified and refined in the fire, to become closer to you. And we have little to say, Father, for perhaps too often we forget the power and gift that was given with the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. And I think all of us at one point or another seem to don't embrace just the magnitude of what that is. It's easy to say. It's hard to embrace in our hearts. But so if there's one thing that perhaps could touch everyone, it's the understanding of what that sacrifice means. We have to stop living as a me culture. We have to stop living as a me world. We have to get back to living through Christ, through to you. And start being accountable again for the lives in which we have and we live. Such a consumption of materialism and obsession with wealth has to be set aside. And we have to start realizing our greater purpose of being here on earth. For we are not of this world, but unfortunately too many are consumed by it and forget that. May truth guide us. May accountability fill us. And may repentance bring us to our knees. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is a time when more than ever we need accountability. It's also a time to do a lot of prayers. Prayers of love. And I again, and we have to be very careful on this path, in my opinion, which is this path which we easily stumble into, which is peace at any cost. You, you're not going to have, you can't seek forgiveness without having accountability. And you can't just let things go. We have to have each of us an accountability to God and through all things through the Father. And it's that way that we start to reset who we are as a nation. The worst part about living in America today? Uh, the loss of our moral base. Yeah, and what's and what morals? I'm a Christian. This country was founded on Christian principles. 
So you're saying a lot of people aren't religious nowadays? That's nothing to do with religion. It has to do with what you believe about Christianity. I'm a, I believe in Jesus Christ and that he died for my sins. Absolutely. And that's it. The fact that he was bold enough and had the courage to speak it in public says a great deal for a shift that's happening in this country, and it's a good one because people are getting the strength again. But unfortunately, we're getting distracted and diluted again. You know, I read today, it's like, we had this red wave that happened last night. Look at all the wins we had. They were Trump supporters or Trump-backed. Nothing is a red wave until it starts to change, or whatever wave color you want to call it, until it starts to change the direction of a nation and its moral foundations. Right now, all we have are politicians promising a lot of words, promising to do great, great things. We didn't accomplish anything last night except to expose, once again, how deeply corrupt the election system was. And so you hear people say today, well, yeah, but we overran their algorithms. They've already proven to us they don't need the algorithms. They just get mules to carry more ballots into the box. And the idea that we would literally have to say that, it's just unfathomable to me. We're literally saying that we're trying to game the system to gain the upper hand. Stop gaming the system. Sure, you vote. I didn't say never vote. Go ahead and vote. But don't declare and proclaim things that aren't there. We haven't had any major victory yet. It took everybody keeping their eyes open to see how the cheating is going to be done. And even then, there's no accountability for the cheating of 2020 yet. And until you go back to 2020 and reset that to what it is and should be, all the rest of this is just kabuki theater. And people are just so eager to try to believe in a system that's broken and keep believing that they're going to fix something. You're not going to fix anything as long as the system is broken, as long as the lobbyists are in place, as long as corporate money by the billionaires are running it, as long as the intelligence agencies keep fostering out their people or farming out their people into private sector to manipulate the narratives, to wage information war on people, and to, in the darkest elements of that, blackmail people so that they comply to a general agenda of Nazi world order. See, this game is rigged from top to bottom. And it's so big, there's only one way we're going to get through this. I'm not saying that people that run on a platform can't be helpful. What I'm saying is proclaiming victory before it's not there is ridiculous. And the biggest, to me, the biggest error we make every time, and we did it last night, we've done it all day and today, I have not heard one candidate, I have not heard one person, I have not heard one commentator, one influencer, except you're going to hear it here. Praise God for the victories we've had. It's always about us. So, Father, we do thank you for the victories we had last night. Thank you. Because all victories that were given in the direction that leads us back to the Constitution and leads us back to a moral reset are yours, Father, not theirs. May they be humbled who won 
to seek you and to praise you, not themselves, their campaign, the voters. Give praise to where praise belongs. One other group I didn't mention in prayer, but we need to mention it now, is this group in Texas that's fighting for First Amendment rights. Keep your prayers up for them. Father, please guide them and protect them and lead them to victory for all of us. It's a fantastic fight. But I, just, I can't get over the fact that we just can't get past that point. I think part of it is of, of praising God where God needs to be praised. It always ends up being about us. I won this. I did this. <laughs> it's like we learn nothing. All victories, all eyes on Christ and to the Father. It's literally that simple. And when a nation humbles themselves before him, and has within their heart to seek forgiveness, they shall be forgiven, to repent. But this, again, is the same orchestration, the same garbage, because that's how politics works. There's always that ego that has to be present because you don't want to give praise to God because then, oops, maybe as a candidate they won't see me. It's, it's the part of this fight and why, again, I say so many times, I really hate politics. I've worked in it. I've worked on the edge of it. It's literally like every day you get on your muck boots and you walk through stinky pig shit because that's what the whole thing is. And it doesn't have to be like that. We can raise the flame of Christ in everything we do. We can raise the praise to Father in all that's done. It's a choice. And if the candidates won't, we can do it for them. And if they won't comply, we don't vote. It's that simple. But we have to start seeing it and hearing it as a nation. They need, we want leaders of moral character, not leaders of promises of things. We talk about Carrie Lake. I think she's a great candidate from what we can see. But I still would like to hear something other than all the measures that are being done. Or that she's promising. Why don't we start by humbling ourselves before God and thanking him for the victory today. And then work all policies through God for the border and everything else. I, I think that candidates are afraid of this. I think they're afraid of being pigeonholed as some sort of Christian extremist. Well, have at it. I mean, here's, here's, this is how bad we are right now. This is a group, this is a post that was put up, an article, and it, it just, or a, a picture of what it says, nationalist lifestyle, and the sticker in the headline says, stickers promoting hate group found in Plain Township. Well, this is what's on the sticker. It's a blue sticker. And it's got four graphics. One that depicts a traditional family. One that depicts sports. One that depicts a Celtic cross. And the other, a symbol, which could be interpreted as anti-drug or likely anti-vax. And that is now a nationalist hate group. If that's what a nationalist hate group is, let's see a lot more of it all over the place. It really needs to be like that. But we need to be giving credit to God, truly, in all of this. God will lead us back, but we have to have leaders that have the humility and the ability to do just that, to seek him. And if they can't do that, I don't really know what to say because I think that road back is going to be harder and longer than we've ever imagined. 
They have a lot of things planned that aren't good for us. And they're going to keep moving out with a deluded public that keeps buying into this piece at any cost. They just want it over. We didn't get here easily. We're not going to get out of here easily. And it's going to take a hard and diligent, dedicated few. We will call them the remnant that will hold true to that path of God that ultimately will prevail. But they won't make it easy. Those in the high power and those that are following the easy path won't want it because it will be difficult for them. So we must continue to pursue and ultimately succeed. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.